We love film and family, tech and travel. We like our plates full, we'll sleep when we're dead, and we'll spend our last five bucks on the best meal in town. He's the why and the what, and I'm the how and the when. We're a perfect team and a party of three, and we're doing big things trying not to sweat the small stuff. And this is the whole story. June 25th, 2022. I've been alone in our Dusseldorf apartment for the past five days. After dealing with nearly missed connections, a towed camper van, and a checked bag full of expensive race gear and a drone that did not make its destination along with me, I settled in at home, determined to cook as little as possible, making as little laundry as possible, and tackling my to-do list. Eating a bowl of cornflakes with bananas and whole milk for dinner, and then rinsing my bowl and spoon in the sink for reuse tomorrow has been my singular joy of the week. When you're 43, have been married for 20 years, and have the moniker General Manager of the Universe, this should not be underestimated. We are regrouping. Hard reset. The boys went home to New Jersey for two weeks. Frank had a long booked shoot, a massive Indian wedding for the daughter of the former CEO of MasterCard. Ellis, after the DEKM was canceled, harnessed the opportunity of a rare two-week window to take the trip home. I never indicated an intention or desire to go with them. I knew I needed and wanted to stay behind. I manage all the travel planning, so I just kind of went along booking things and making plans for them, not me. It was more cost-effective, too, saving on airfare and a smaller Airbnb just for the two of them. Although just like racing, economical or cost-effective seem blasphemous in the same sentence. Taking Frank's four-day shoot in New York City and turning it into a two-week vacation break for Ellis can only be rivaled by the $10,000 a month we spent when we went home in the off-season. I stayed behind because I wanted to. I needed to. If I'm going to tackle QuickBooks and some big-picture thinking, I need to do it alone, without the two other humans I love more than anything, but who require daily planning for meals, supplements, physio appointments, and of course, dishes and laundry. There is also some quantitative financial gain for me to stay home in this overpriced Dusseldorf apartment, a justification of the rent we pay, maybe, and critical days that will be factored into the dollar cost average of our rent here when I review the budget at the end of the year. I still wake up at the crack of dawn and enjoy my morning coffee. The days are longer without anyone to manage. I can think a lot. I cannot think when I want. The idiom, it's better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all, just popped into my head. It's trite and not really helpful when you're in motorsport. Like, it's better to have raced and lost than never to have raced at all? I don't think so. I mean, yes, in the big picture. A big picture that's been challenging to see lately like we've had our noses all smushed up to the painting in the museum. I can see the individual brushstrokes, which are painstaking and beautiful and necessary, but man, I need some perspective. Perspective is tough to have when you feel like you're losing or that you've lost, or when you're tired and self-doubting. Context easily evades you when your mind is in critter state and you seem to be making the same mistakes, experiencing the same habits with people and in relationships to things. In recording the first episodes of the podcast, it's so painfully obvious that it oozes uncomfortability and unsettledness around money. 
and over the course of the past two years, I finally experienced the pendulum swing. Forever, I have struggled with money and finances. Forever, I've been the blue-collar girl, the hard worker, the diligent one. And I experienced bankruptcy and the housing crash in 2009, and it took nearly a decade to even approach normal. Normal, in American standards, being saddled with debt, juggling revolving credit cards and balance transfers, and having about a 90-day window of runway as a small business owner. We've never had leverage. We could never capitalize. Then Frank became Mr. Crypto. We risked it all, and because we were willing to risk it all and say, fuck it, we've got nothing left to lose, on February 7th, 2021, we hit the million-dollar mark. Gradually, and then suddenly, there we were. It was monumental, and certainly made moving into the 2021 season feel like a little more oxygen was available. But we were cautious and slow-moving and knew we had to employ the expertise of someone, anyone, who could help us learn how to manage this new existence. A client we had many years ago who was also marrying a pro hockey player said to live off the interest. I never forgot it, and now there we were. I just had to figure out how to do it. But that's for normal people. Normal people who don't have electric racing drivers for teenage children and aren't involved in a sport that requires unmentionable sums of money. It's for people who want to have a house and a car and go on vacation a few times a year. It's also gross to even mention aloud that in 2021, a million dollars is good, but not nearly enough, even for the normal people. I think this is the absolute number one thing that people won't talk about. So I'm going to tell you. I'm going to try and be transparent and honest without sacrificing the privacy of my family or having strangers judge me or my closest friends and family have information that I'd prefer to be our secret. The Whole Story is a podcast about my family's journey to follow Ellis's singular passion during a global pandemic. The episodes are audio recordings of the journal I've been keeping since the day we left home in 2020. To learn more, follow the whole story on Instagram and visit our website, elysium.co. And remember, life is good, life is hard. These two truths are unrelated. You know you drive me crazy. You know you drive me mad. But I could never live a day without you.